Okay, first of all, um, check your email for the Shurim this week. We hope to have Shir tomorrow night and maybe Tuesday night, and we'll see how it goes from there. Also, next Sunday morning, anybody is around, not around? Uh, what? The Masib is not at 9 in the morning. What? You're in Lakewood. You're in Rochester. Okay. So Shaili is, uh, okay, we'll have to um, remind me to take up hold during the week and check your email. We'll see. Uh, you'll be around? What? Close enough. Okay. So we'll see. Yossi? What? Um, you'll be around. Okay. So it's Kadai even for, uh, for you. Okay. So we'll see. We will, uh, Mitzvah Shem, make an announcement. And uh, I'd like to begin. You have your copies? Front of you of the Ramban. We were looking last week, trying to figure out the Gedarm of Kriya Sholem by Mohama and how to conquer cities, which is a very important part of our introduction to Shaiftim. And Shragi, I think, uh, mentioned last week, uh, a minute ago, he's now Nechbalakalim, that it's interesting that the Ramban, in a few different places, discusses Kriya Sholem. We saw Last week, the Ramban said, Kriya Shalom B'Mohamah applies to all Mohamahs, Mohamahs Mitzvah. Included in that is Mohamah of Sichan Melech HaMeri. Now, the reason that is a surprise is because the Rai brings is the request that Moshe Rabbeinu had, Kriya Shalom is suing for peace. So Moshe Rabbeinu had a request. What did he say to Sichon in the first place? So he said, we're passing through, we'd like to pass through, and you can make a lot of money over here, and as per his previous offers, we're not going to cause any trouble, we'll pass through Derech HaMelech, we'll buy from all the 7-Elevens and all the lemonade stands and everything you have, and you can make a fortune, the millions of people passing through, make a fortune of money just on the tourist attractions, not that we would be interested in seeing anything there, but just the, uh, just the stops for water, lemonade, and bishy Yisrael, potato chips, and the like, and uh, why not? And Sichon said loy with an olive, as did Edom, and the other offers we had, and the Ramban calls that Kriya Shalom. So Shragi said there seems to be another Ramban that says that that's not the classic Kriya Shalom. It's not. Kriya Shalom is we're coming in, we're taking over, we'd like to do it in a peaceful way, and these are the conditions. Are you interested or not? And that's a very interesting point. What happened there? The the Rabban we saw said this is the classic example of Kriya Shalom. So Mepharshim suggests, they note the stira, and they suggest that the Rabban is saying in theory... Had Moshe Rabbeinu had a tzivui to conquer Sichon at that point, he would have been Kari Shalom the regular way. Now, Sichon Melech HaMeri is one of the umas you have to conquer anyway, so why not? Why isn't this the classic example of Kriya Shalom? The answer is he's supposed to do things in order. We're going to find this when we get to the rest of the conquest, and as late as Davra Melech, you have to do it in order. Davra Melech, when he went into Syria, the reason, one of the reasons, with the Samishanim, that it was a Kivish Yochid and not a Kivish Rabim, is that despite the fact that you have the ability to conquer whatever you want, continuous Eretz Yisrael, but first conquer Eretz Yisrael proper and first conquer Yushalayim. David Amal didn't even have full control of Yushalayim at that point. So you can't go conquer Syria 
if you didn't finish in your backyard. And the original order this was supposed to take place was that you had Avra Yardin. Avra Yardin is a very fascinating sugya. On the one hand, it had to have some din of Eretz Yisrael because Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't have given in to the request for B'nai Gad B'nai Reuven to live there. What do you mean? Live in Chutzlars? They have every request. We'd like to stay in Muncie. Can we stay here? We'll go fight in Eretz Yisrael. Everything will be fine. We want to stay here. That wouldn't work. Muncie, L'chol is a wonderful place to be in Chutzlars, but it's not part of Eretz Yisrael. It can't produce Eretz Yisrael. Even according to Shittas Rabbi Yehuda, L'chol it has to be continuous, continuous land. And Sichon and Og is, well, they're both sort of supposed to be gatekeepers and watching that Klaisol doesn't come in. And they were trying to do their job. That's not an excuse. Shouldn't have taken the job. And they were destroyed because they came to fight, so we had to destroy them. That wasn't the original intention. The original intention was going to Eretz Yisrael proper. And then afterwards, part of the greater Eretz Yisrael of the ten nations, we would have gotten there. Moshe Rabbeinu's plan A was not to conquer them now. And the Kriya Shalom, therefore, was not the regular Kriya Shalom. It was, we're passing through, we're going to buy lemonade, and you're going to prosper, but we're not interested in conquering now. When Sichon said no, then he had no choice. So the Ramban saying, in theory, the regular Kriya Shalom would have been the regular channel of, we're coming in, we're taking over, these are the conditions, and that wasn't said over here because that wasn't the intention. So that's a very fascinating insight. So by default, he got it. So then, once he conquered it, Begad Bnei Ruven said, we have a lot of cattle, it's a wide open area. It's, they were presupposing it has Kedusha's Eitz Yisrael. They weren't wrong, it just doesn't have the full Kedusha. It wasn't Eretz Yisrael, it's Vashem. They're not Kaminas, Legabe, Bikur, Legabe, other things. But Moshe Rabbeinu said yes. It was enough Kiyim of Yishuv Eitz to say yes. But that wasn't the original idea. So, Shragia was addressing your Shiloh from last week. Uh, otherwise, you have a stira, there are three different Rambans, and the Ramban that we saw on your page one, we'll just see it again. That wasn't, means in theory, had it been the war he was supposed to be fighting to conquer the land. In front of him, he would have been Kari Shalom. That's not what his original request was. His original request was, can we just pass through? He didn't plan on fighting a war. So in theory, had he been doing that, so then it would have been a regular Kriya Shalom. After he said no, then it became a regular battle. And now, as a regular battle, it would be a Mitzvah Kriya Shalom. That's how Lucher, one of the ways to read this Ramban, which we saw last week. And let's go now to the Ramban. He had a havmina. He said the same, uh, expressed the same intention to Esav, to Edom. And the Pesach says Edom had a pretty violent reaction also. And he came out with this sword. And he said, uh, you're talking about your history with the chosen people and your clients. Well, we have a history and we live by the sword and never you're not coming in. But he asked. He had a havmina. Usually if people were smart, if you give them an offer of peace with a lot of... Um, uh, positive reinforcement in the monetary department, that should work. As a matter of fact, there's a president in a certain very large country with um, 48 continuous states and a couple extras. And the rumors are, for the past year or two, that he's rolling out a deal of the century. And the deal of the century basically will hinge on the fact that a lot of monetary incentive and how can you say no to billions and billions of dollars 
of incentive for infrastructure, and you're going to have jobs, and you're going to have an economy, and we're going to build you an airport, and it's going to be Gavaldic. Is it going to work? Probably not. You never know. Why, why not? Why would you want to give up? The answer is, David, your, your question is there's a lot of precedent that we made very magnanimous offers and they were turned down for sinus chinam uh, and nationalistic uh, pride and all sorts of... So who knows? But yeah, you were, in theory, Moshe Rabbeinu had a very good havmina. Why would you not want to make a few billion dollars off of a nation passing through? And why would you not want to make it now? And you can have peace and you can have jobs. What good is it to have jobs if you can't uh, cause trouble? Okay, so it's hard for us to understand that. And it'll be hard for other people to understand it. And I hope we're wrong and I hope they uh, wake up on the right side of bed. But per our discussion last week, which I'm still getting questions about, why is it or not if you're charging double the price for a taxi ride when it's pouring? Isn't that the new price? Uh, so that was how we ended Shira last week. But you know, if you can't say a straight sentence, it's a little, sometimes a little difficult to negotiate. Time will tell, but that's the, uh, that's the short answer. Let's go to the Ramam on page four of your copies. <coughs> the Rambam now describes the rules and regulations of the Kriya Shalom and what we do when we take over. A lot of it will parallel the Ramban and some additional information. The beginning of Parak Shishi in Hilchas Malachim. Ein Eisa Mochamam Adam Ba'elam Achakaran Lola Shalom, Echad Mochamis Rishusf, Echad Mochamis Mitzvah. Shanama Kisikra, Eli Lachamla, Karasa Lola Shalom. Imish Lame of a Kiblu, Sheva Mitzvah, Shastab Benna, not just about Azar, all Zion Mitzvah. Ein Hargan Mayhem Nishama. You can't hurt anybody, you can't kill anybody, certainly. And the rules are that uh, we make a genuine request by letter, by communication, by shlichus. Remember the Ramban quoted the Chazal, which the Ramban quoted as well. Yeshua did this three times before he came in. Hare, next page, page five. Hare hein lamas, shenema yulucha lamas va'avducha. Lamas could be on the person himself for avayda, it could be monetary, Meaning both forms, their ability to pay or their willingness to pay. If they don't have the money, they don't have the money. And their willingness to chip in for the general run of the economy as people are going to be called into service. Remember we saw in the Ramban, you can ask him to come help you in your project at home, the construction project, but you've got to pay him. So the obvious part is that they can't choose, but they have to be paid and they have to be treated decently. Shlomo Melech, as Ramban quoted, will do this, and the Rambam's going to quote it as well. It took many, many thousands of people to do a construction project like the Beis Amikdash and the palace and the like, and they were used for that. So it's not slavery as you'd picture in the south with the torture chambers. Certainly not. That would be usher. But it's not a free market economy where it's employment at will either. Somewhere in between. After know their place in society. We'd call that a second-class citizen, but we're not looking to oppress anybody, and 
We want to make sure they know they're not looking to take over. That's the difference over here. Why have, conceptually, why have the concept that they have to know Shreilus and Layarim Arash? The answer is because we want to make sure Layarim Arash, because if you have enough foreign nationals, they all of a sudden want to take over, which happens in many societies. And we can't have that, and we certainly don't want it. And if they want to have a system where they're, number one, the ruling class, uh, there are plenty of very fine places to live, like 99.9% of the rest of the globe. And um, we have a problem with that. We offered that, and Gergashi decided they want um, their own country. Well, fine. They went to Uganda, or wherever they went. No, nothing, we have, we have no problem with that. This little tiny sliver, uh, Israel belongs to us as we discussed in the beginning of the introduction to the introduction. So that's, uh, a lot of people have issues with that, with such a concept. And um, the ICC would probably start a lawsuit over it or something like that. And, um, okay, it's not everybody's going to understand everything. Yes? Yes, when Tom Amel was doing the base initiative, didn't he also recruit, like, like, force the uh, base role? Uh, no, Pasuk is that he used them for something, but not the direct uh, labor. And he's going to quote the Pasuk soon. So again, and they can't become president. We don't have a president. They can't become king. They can't become officers, which is true in any country, even the Western countries today. There are rumors, the previous administration, that the previous president really shouldn't be president because he wasn't born here. They never proved that, so he remained president, and that worked however it worked. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that. No need to comment on it. But there is such a law in the books. I'm surprised the um, liberal parties didn't say, well, are you talking? What right there just because uh, he wasn't born here? Can't become president? What's a shaykhiz? So even they, nobody brought that up. They just mentioned that it's not true. And <laughs> the debate was whether it's true or not. The debate wasn't, why is it such a law? Even in Western cultures, they still understand that. Not, this is not, uh, you know, we, we understand uh, if you go to your country, you can do that. There has to be something about our country and your country. That's being lost. I wouldn't be surprised if they changed that at a certain point. But the, what they call the globalists hold that there is no such thing as my country and your country. Why should this be my country? My country presupposes we have citizens and we have borders and we should keep other people out if they're not nationalized. So there are people, it's part of the struggle in the culture, it's a pretty, pretty mighty machlekes, uh, whether we should have a concept called a country and a sovereign people, and there are other people in different places, they're challenging the basis of that assumption. So if the Gaim don't want to have such an assumption, okay, there's no halacha where they have to, they don't have to, it might not lead to productivity. That's the danger over here, what's the danger to society? The danger is that communism offered a similar thing. That's why this is so close to socialism. Communism is that there's no difference in anybody ever, in any place, at any time, and we're all the same, we're all exactly the same, and everybody's doing the same thing, and whatever you need, each according to his need, according to his ability, and that was a dismal failure. And everybody's masking, maybe not everybody's masking, there might be still people who want to bring it back, but most people are masking, that didn't work. Indeed, why didn't it work? So we, we discussed this once during Shear. Apparently, Akash Baruch created the world, you need incentives to people, and as we discussed, incentives, the monetary package to get people to make peace, without the monetary incentive to be able to grow and get ahead, 
the, what they call the evils of capitalism. And I'm not saying there are plenty of evils, and greed is not a good midah. But Akash Baruch Hu put Kesef in the system, in the halachic system, because apparently as human beings, you need it. And this is a pretty important concept for world uh, order. And they're challenging all that. So we, do we have a stand on what the Gaim? Halachically, they can really do whatever they want if it works. Uh, we could say now, safely, after the debacle of communism, that it doesn't work and it won't work the next time. And it can't work. And you want to know why? So then look in the Chumash. You'll see what a Baruch Hu had in mind, uh, we're more of a capitalistic society than we're not in terms of different systems and different people, different jobs and, and different rights and obligations. It's not all the same. And we have to keep that in mind, not to get washed away with this uh, globalistic, uh, liberal approach. Um, it's not a question of fair or not fair. I really don't have... There are a lot of things you're worried about. Um, I'm not worried about why I'm out of kind. I don't wake up in the morning angry. Um, I kind of... I'm jealous of Yossi. He's a levy, but uh, I'm not uh, the kind of lacuna I have. In, you're still a levy? Yeah, okay. So you wake up very proud, and you're ready and ready to go. It's not one of the things that bothers me. <laughs> Didn't, uh, I'm Yisrael, and there are plenty. I might be from Sheva Yehuda and the running to be king, not that I'm looking for the job. Uh, everybody's got their... Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, not, that's not the pre-election pitch. Uh, there's no election. Uh, but like, there are people who are still bent out of shape about this. Male, female, kind of lazy. Yisrael, wealthy, not wealthy. Uh, and that people spend the whole life angry at everybody and angry at the angry at the chumash we discussed yesterday during the shir Baruch Hashem, the videos weren't on and that's called fear. If you're angry at the pasuk, why the pasuk gave certain rights and obligations to other people? This is becoming a big issue. It became a big issue already. It's getting worse and worse as each day passes in the United States of America. Just the hashkafa and, and the fight involved in such a thing. And yes, there is such a thing in the books as you got to be. Uh, born in America and you got, but they're probably going to get rid of that soon. Because the tells them that doesn't make any sense. What's your shaykh to America? You can become president. You don't have to be. Uh, you don't have to be American. You don't have to be pro-American. You don't have to be in. Just go do what you want. So, it, it's it's not a problem per se for them, but it's a problem when you start importing that to halachas like halachas malachim and all these gemaras because it's not going to sit well. That's uh, what's important in Hasbara, but some of these things probably can't be explained. Hamashi Kablu, first wide line. That's the fortresses. The Pasuk. A lot of building, no modern machinery, a lot of people involved. He still pressed them into service, the regular naturalized Yidden, but for different types of jobs. The officers and uh, people who kept the chariots and rode the chariots, the people in the army and the Avodim. So there were also Avodim, just different types of Avdus. Um, everybody was pitching in to get the job done. Yes? Mamanim was the uh, was the tax we saw from the Ramban, and I, I don't know if Araya the Ramam disagrees with that. They have to get these are family people. If they're allowed to live in Eitz they're keeping the Zion mitzvahs, then they have to support the family. If the father's away building a fortress, 
uh, in some other city and he's away for six months at a time, how's the family going to eat? So they have to be paid. They have to be paid and you have to take care of them. They're not, they're not uh, chattel and they're not, and if they were chattel and animals, uh, which they're not, uh, you'd have to feed them also. But yeah, they, they, I have no reason to believe that Ramam disagrees with that, that statement of the Ramam. So the money is there's a separate, there's a tax, and then there's the tax on their, uh, on their ability to work. Uh, let's go to say 50%? That sounds like a lot. So as we spoke about yesterday, Bashal Shid is 50% is not a lot. Uh, the tax code before Ronald Reagan, if you remember him, um, if you added everything up, was over 50. What? What was it? 70% Really? Is that bit okay? But you had people. Well, I guess they had Rahman as the people making less money, right? But nowadays, top top federal bracket is thirty nine. Right. The state taxes, and then you have real estate taxes. As I mentioned, we're paying lots of money in this town for our fine public schools that are empty, and for all the other things we pay for. Huge amount of money. Yeah. Right. So people, it's Rama. 50%? How can you take 50%? Yeah, that's not, that's very normal. And by the way, many European countries, many other countries, you put the VAT in, everything, it's a lot of taxes. So this is not a strange number at all. Uh, it might be low, but it's not, there's still trumas and mysis and other things that the farmers have to pay. And the like, this is just when you conquer the people you're conquering, what they're giving over. And the Rambam is giving the uh, rough numbers. Asa l'shak e'berbisam, Allah gimel. Whatever deal is made, you've got to keep the deal. You can't lie, you can't cheat. And the fact that you're the conquering nation doesn't mean you could abuse your power. And this is the big difference between um, the Torah and Emes and everybody else, is that uh, if you go into conquering mode, you have to make sure that greed and... Uh, Power doesn't overtake, and we have a system, and we always have a system, and Allah clearly says, this is what you can do, this is what you can't do, and if it appears that you're not getting enough, then you have to bow to a Kosh Baruch Hu's will, and if it appears to them that you have too much, then they have to bend to a Kosh Baruch Hu's will, but it's the same, because like everything else. We don't make anything up. The Melech, with all his power, has very little power. And Sanhedrin has to ratify everything, and the rules and regulations, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, you can't really run away with these things if you follow the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch. Also, L'shakeh Berbisam, L'kazav Lahem, Acher Sheheshlimu, page 6. The Kiblu Sheva Mitzvahs, again, part of the deal, the Ica part of the deal, before we start discussing everything else, is we don't want people around us who are doing Avodazar and other... Averis, so they have to be makabal Zion mitzvahs and they have to keep them. Dalid, If they didn't want to make peace at all, or they made peace, but not on the terms of a Baruch Hu, only the military combatants, not the Nashim and Katanim. And then we take over as a regular Muhammad, Bezus Muhammad, fully legal halachically and otherwise. Then it was international law, and now it's not, which is why in Eitz Yisrael, even if they happen to win a battle, usually it's just defensive, they don't take anything because it doesn't look good and there's no chiv to take. So no reason to create what looks like a chil Hashem. It's bad enough we have to do we have to do to protect ourselves, and they still don't agree with us. So here it's a din you can, it's not a din you have to, but it was understood then. 
Even the future enemy combatants, you can't get rid of. We hope that if they're Katanim and you take them in, uh, they'll grow up to be normal, productive citizens and not violent. Uh, that, by the way, to children, even Zcharmer grow up, would happen the normal way if they're not trained every day of every year to go out and kill people. The reason why they're not accomplishing that today and not growing up normal is because they're training them, Rahmal Islam, to kill people and cause trouble. But here, the halacha assumes, why would you kill these Kharim Hurkatanim? Just absorb them into society and they'll be normal. Just train them in the right schools. So that could work. Uh, depending, uh, again, what you see as the facts on the ground, how old are they, and what they have in their head already. Avol, however. Again, the Ramah reminds you, we're not looking to hurt anybody. We sue for peace, even by Zion Amim, and surprise, surprise to many people, even by Amalek. As evil as they are, we do hold this some potential for tshuva, and we're willing to tell them that you have the same deal. Accept the Zion Mitzvahs, behave, and get rid of your trefa hashkafas, and we don't have to have a war here. Even Amalek, as the Ramam is going to say in a moment. But the ones that uh, don't agree, Shiva Amiv Amalek Shalashlima, Emilichim, Behem Shama, Shanama, Kain, Tassel, Hal Arm, Rakmeir, Amin, Lasachai, Kalashama, which again, as we start Shaftim, will be the big issue is that we weren't too good at being Makaim this in a clear fashion because it's not easy to constantly fight the wars, and even though it's exactly cussive, uh, it doesn't come natural, which is good for Amidus, but not good for Amidus if we end up keeping them there, and then they change our Amidus and make us So it doesn't help. This is misplaced Rahmanus, as we see with Shaul, but it's not, it wasn't just Shaul's issue, it, it's the issue of Klai Yisrael. Uh, the Ravid over here brings up the fact that he's a little surprised about the Malik and the Mepharshim discussed at great length is the Ramam really arguing with the Ravid? Do they agree? Do they disagree? The Shitzah Ramam is absolutely clear that it applies to Amalek as well and you could sue for peace with Amalek. When is a question? Before the shooting starts, after the shooting starts, uh, the Gavainim thought that after we came to Dezis the war started already and they couldn't do it the legal way so they tricked us as the Ramam is going to get to in a moment. And that was wrong. They could have still accepted the peace, and Amalek, interestingly enough, when Shaul is told to go fight Amalek, we don't find in Ferish Apusik that Hashem tells Shaul, go fight them and take care of them, but before you start shooting, ask them if they want to make peace. It doesn't say Beferish in Apusik. The Ramal learned, does not say Beferish, the Pesukim Mechum say it, and of course he did that. It also said they dive into the morning before they left and they ate kosher for breakfast. Why do you have to spell it out? But Haladabrahu, it's a pretty important detail in the battle, it doesn't say, yeah. The Zion Umus, Zion Umus, the, we just don't want them here because they're a bad influence. So part of the swing for peace is if you want to stay here after the Kabbalah Zion misses, but you're invited to leave and there's a big wide world out there and you can move uh, 20 kilometers to the south and we're fine. Amalek, wherever they're found, they're the source of Rishus and it's a big problem. So it's not Nagea to the geographics of it. And they're be'etzem evil, and there's a chiv nakam on what they do because they're always bent on destroying Klai Yisrael. With all that said, if they really do tshuva and change, 
then mamam hold fine. So this is Zion Umas is a din in Israel. We're conquering Israel. Amalek has nothing to do with Israel. They were found in Israel, but if you find them in London or Germany, any other place, it's the same thing. So that's the uh, that's the difference. Menayim shen madab el beil shloish limu and the Ramam realizes this is a chiddush. How do I know that? Shen amar lahaisa ir asher shlimu. As you saw, this is by design Umas, and the Ramam will apply this to Amalek as well. She Shlim is you saw built the Achivi Yeshua given who tricked their way in, but we let them live. As I call Lacha Machama Kim Yes Hashem Haisal Khazik as Liban Likra as Hamachama as Yisrael Laman, page seven. Ha Harimam, Kajbarhu, put it into the head to fight, as Hashem did with Paro, in order that they should be destroyed because they had so many avayers of long-term Avodah and Gilei Rais and Shrikh Dam and everything else that they deserved to be destroyed. But that wasn't a sensible, normal thing for them to do because they would have been a lot happier had they either gone somewhere else or lived and been a part of society. Mechlal shashachalam l'shalom v'lal kiblu. The of the Pasuk is that it was unusual they didn't accept the peace, but that we did ask for peace. As he goes on to say, as the Ramban quotes as well, and Allah Hey, Shleshak Sab Mshalok Yeshua, Achla Nikas Laritz Harishan, Shahlahan, Misharitza Livrach Yivrach. So the Ramam brings it down that there were three communications, but each one highlighted a different option. First one is whoever wants to leave, leave when I interested in hurting anybody, but you took over this land illegally and we're coming to take it back. If you're staying, so then make peace. And the footnote said, this is the condition for peace and Zion Mitzvahs and Mas and Avdus and the like. Basically, if you don't like choice A or B, this is choice C. What would be the Havamin otherwise? No, maybe had to make it clear that we're asking nicely choice A or choice B, and if uh, you don't accept it, then we're not going to come in. Okay, that's not the case, but they had to spell that out. In came Ibnei Maherimu Yeshvei Given. So why did the Givanim choose to trick Klai Yisrael? Why did his comments say we accept the peace initiative? And it's not a bad Havamina. They thought Klai Yisrael was here. The war started. You can't say, okay, we change our mind once you start the war. Amalek certainly, they're Rishayim and they're confirmed Rishayim. We have to have a real clear Raya. They want to do tshuva. If the shooting starts and they lose the battle, or they're in the middle of losing the battle, and they say, ah, we changed our mind. Some of our best friends are Jewish. Can you please accept? We're not going to give in then. So Gavainim felt, oh, the war started. How did it start? Klaisal's here, and uh, they're conquering, and it's all emotions, therefore. Can't do this the normal way. That wasn't true, because they didn't start the battle on them yet, and therefore they still had a chance. That's a Kiddush. So that was their mistake, and that's why they dressed up like they were from China, and they just walked in. And why was everybody so upset afterwards, and they wanted to really... Get rid of them because they tricked them. Bibnei Shakarsal and Bris. They made a bris with them, and that wasn't the regular peace treaty. That's why they were angry. You're not allowed to make a bris with them. A bris is we're on equal footing, we're making a deal. You're from China, you're just passing that we don't have any chiv, less of high kamasham on you, and therefore on equal footing we can make a bris. That's not the deal. The deal is we're coming in, we're taking back our land that you stole, and these are the rules and regulations. They didn't do that with them. 
And then they realized they were tricked. So Alpidin was a total Michael They had no chiv to keep it. But this is the, one of the only times you see in Chumash, in Tanakh, they kept something that was against the original din because of world opinion. If we would do that every time we made a decision, we would never get anything done. Nothing. Zero. Not in our Avedis Hashem here in America. Not in Yisrael. Not now. You could tie Satmarov did say that many, many, many times. Is that we shouldn't be doing what we're doing. We shouldn't be forcing the issue. And we shouldn't be worried about world opinion. And to an extent, they still worry about world opinion even though they won't admit that they are. Once mentioned, uh, the very scary uh, fact on the ground is that every single battle that was fought in Baruch Hashem, Hashem is Arachamim, we didn't lose. can't say we won. They say we won, but we didn't win. We just didn't lose. Uh, pick, your, pick your war. The Yom Kippur War, obvious, and, uh, and even the Six-Day War, and, Everybody keeps those who don't know and those Tenekrish and who don't know what this is all about, as we spoke about yesterday, um, say that, well, we built it up and we're technologically very advanced and we got the best drones and we got the best planes. The planes are American planes. Souped up versions of it. I'm not saying uh, there's no Chachma Klai Yisrael, but there's Chachma Vagayim, Chachma Vagayim Taimin. They sent good planes in the first place. We souped it up even more because they don't want to give us necessarily the latest and the greatest. So we've got to get our... All our guys who are building and the computer guys and all that. It's, it's all necessary established, unfortunately, right now. We have about three days' worth of ammunition, which you need to put into all the machines, guns, planes. Pick your, pick your weapon. But you need uh, you know, what we call the soft costs in war. Not so soft, and they're very costly. And uh, three days' worth, four days' worth. Tell that to people. They get very rattled. Three, four days. And what happens in three, four days? Well, Golda has to call Richard Nixon and beg him for a transport. That's what happens. And uh, then it was really bad because they also lost a lot of their hardware in the first hours of the war. But people say, yeah, that was the Yom Kippur War, caught off guard, that's not happening again. Well, they were all swearing at the cabinet meetings beforehand as they're being warned by everybody, including King Hussein, that they're about to attack, what are you doing? Said, nah, not gonna attack that bunch of scaredy cats. They, they can't win a war. You know that. I know that. They're not attacking. Not happening. So, besides that potential disaster, which Midas Harachamim could have been a lot worse, even though it was pretty horrific, as we sit here now with all the exports of technology and we're arming the world with all our drones and our missiles, and as Tolkaval, the great moneymaker, three, four days, if we're off a week, two weeks, well, no one's gonna know the exact numbers. But we're dependent on a superpower. The superpower is all, it's all clay, it's all klicheris in the hands of a coach Baruch Hu. but it's gullus, still gullus, and we have to keep that in mind. So we're talking about talking to others on equal footing, and, you know, we have rights, and so when we came into Yisrael, Hashem promised us that you're going to have the kayachas, you're not going to be dependent on somebody else's ammunition, somebody else's hardware, software, and, and you're going to have everything you need. Don't make any deals with them. And they made a deal with the Gavani because they thought they were from China. And they were very upset about that because that was against the din. It was an Isdaraisa. It was done by Shaggy Biners. It was an And here they had the power. Now, in the Gulf's conditions, we don't. They really should have been Chai Misa just on the Geneva's Das and 
the way they tricked him and the sly way they operated. Al shehitim that they tricked him. As I mentioned, one of the only times we see clearly in Tanakh, they didn't do something because the world of Pinkin then wouldn't be condemned in the Security Council, and therefore they just kept them and they made them avod them around the Mishkan and they actually gave them a pretty nice job and they took care of them to the extent that later on there's going to be a famine in Israel for a long time and they can't figure out what the problem is. They checked out this avera, that avera, and everybody's doing the right thing. It's Gavaldi. Imagine they, they did a research project and couldn't find any blatant avera that should cause the famine until they got an answer from Shemayim that the Gavainim are out of a job because the whole city of Naiv was killed out and they were out of a job for a long time and they collected unemployment a little bit and they're out of money. And it's not nice and they're suffering and therefore you got to take care of them. These are the Gavainim who tricked us originally. This is how nice we treated them. And it should be a kish Hashem that even Gerim Gururim uh, are who tricked us in the first place, uh, still have a place in the country. If you allow them to live there, you've got to make sure they're supported, which is very different than the way the world treated slaves until pretty recently. So yes, we are concerned about world opinion. I'm just pointing out the contrast. Nowadays, we're still in Gullis. We have to be concerned with it. And those who are walking around saying that, yeah, we don't care about world opinion, we have to not care to an extent, otherwise we can't get things done. We've got to protect ourselves, but to say we're not caring about world opinion of the world courts of the UN, that's one thing. They say, we don't care, we don't need America, and they need us. I've seen the statements. It's, it's horrifying. It's dangerous. Say, oh, we, don't, we don't need Americans. The Americans need us. All the technology we're exporting, and they need us, and they have, they have um, businesses that are running over here. They need us. They have businesses. It's a, it's a bracha. They open up businesses. It helps the economy. They don't, on paper, they don't need us. They need us because we're davening and we're holding up the world in Ruchni. Yes, of course they need us. You need Klaisos. Klaisos, the Amanifcher, and that's why the world is running. That's true, but we're still in Gullis, and um, it's Kedai to put the Gaiva aside and remember that it's pretty precarious, and we need Siat Tashmai every second of the day. And whoever the Shlichem are to help us, we thank them nicely and hope they continue and hope the time comes very soon where we don't need their help. And uh, we get the help directly from Akash Baruch Hu, which is the way it's supposed to be. Uh, we're out of time for the Peleyayat, so Mitzvah uh, check your various forms of communications. Got to be the shear for next week. Who says these statements?